Well, come on then, do your worst. Hello, and welcome to another podcast from Big Finish Productions. Briggs, I'm joined by David Richardson and Paul Sprague. Yeah, um, I just introduced you. Yeah. Well, I was already that time. Ah, uh, yes. See, uh, uh, Big, Big Finish is uh, a production company who produced Doctor Who audio, Stargate, Highlander, Dark Shadows, Bernice Summerfield. There's lots of stuff. Come to bigfinish.com and find out what we do. This is our podcast. Here we go. The music you can hear playing is our competition music. Yes, it's time for a comp. Petition. Ooh. I'm, not, I'm not taking part now. If I don't get to introduce myself, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> okay, and now over to you podcast. to introduce yourself. No. <laughs> oh no, no, not the stick! Oh, I'm being chopped out. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded possibly more exciting than, than it is. <clears throat> yep. Tell uh, us about the competition. Oh, I've got the question, haven't I? Yeah, we don't have to get to that yet. What are people going to win, David? I was thinking possibly a signed for the Santaran script. Ooh. Signed by everybody. Oh, in the world. Who worked on it by Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant and Dan Starkey and Anthony Howell and Lizzie Roper and all that bunch. Yeah, you with your research. I know. It's all in there. It's all in my head. You just you looked know, it up, haven't you? You just looked it up. No, it's what makes me so <laughs> you exceptional. You looked it up. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's a brilliant prize. What else? Something else? Are we going to do that other? Yeah, we're going we to should? do it. Yeah. But, you see, I, I, su- I suggested this as a competition prize, and then I didn't know if it was a good idea whether you'd want to do it. But let's do it. And yeah. then, then and Nick, Nick and I supported it okay. down to the ground, well, instantaneously. Down to the ground. Is that a level of support? Here's the that's prize. Not, that's no, not very good, no. is it? I that sounds like that's no cup, support at a, all. A cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but the cup of coffee but. is with us. Um... We'll all get together in a coffee house for an hour. Um, we're going to let three people win. Three. Is that the idea? Four. 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 Okay. There'll be four. Four. There'll four. There'll be four five. winners. <laughs> Hundred. And Nick, myself, and Sprague will come along and we'll have a chat we? about all yeah. things big. Things. Yeah, you're coming. I don't remember agreeing to this bit. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully a few other behind-the-scenes people, if we can yeah. drag them along. We'll see yeah. who's available. Yeah, we'll see who's about. Um, but yeah. it'll be a little private audience with Big Finish. And if you don't that? like coffee, I'm sure there'll be tea on the menu. Yes, I don't like coffee. Don't you? And I don't like tea anymore. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a smoothie. Yeah, is that going to be you again? Yes, I, I'm a um, smoothie. And the sound you hear is thousands of people tuning out because they don't want that prize. <laughs> don't tune out because we'll be talking about the September releases from Big Finish and also we'll be teasing you with a bit of Dark Eyes, the Eighth Doctor and a brand new companion. Identification, the Doctor and Molly O'Sullivan. And a trailer you've never heard before. Afterwards, you will have heard it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> it's a simple time travel thing. Um, so, the question for this competition. Uh, so, is there, is there going to be five winners? Does someone win first Sontarans and then That's four? Right. Yes, okay. So, there'll be five winners. And by the way, you send your entries to podcast.bigfinish.com but I'll remind you of that again the question is how many Patrick Troughton stories were there in which the Daleks appear
disappeared. Alright, listen to the wording in which the Daleks appeared. I think I need say no more. Answers to podcast at bigfinish.com Which, as we always forget to say, is also the place if you want to email. Exactly, it is to email and just ask a question. So, for this competition, make sure the subject line says competition. Why am I speaking in such a patronising way? <laughs> also, usual voice. Also, because you will presumably like to receive your copy of the uh, script in the post, should you win. Yes. Can you please supply your address? Yes, please. Aha. Okay. The music's fading now. Goodbye, music. Okay, on to the September releases Still in the main I range. I not hear that music at all in the first place. Oh, Strange. it's all in my ears. Yeah. Mm. My ears, I mean, not my ears. <gasps> Gods and Monsters. Y- yes. What? Where? Is that oh, this month? Is I know, in September, yes. It's the final part of the the Black and White TARDIS trilogy. Oh, I know. We can say what it's about now, can't we? Can yes. Fenric. Fenric Hey. 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 Yeah. Did you see that coming? For those of you who have been following the Seventh Doctor's Adventures since... Um, 1987 um, <laughs> you're going to get a lot out of this um, I say 1987 because that's when Ace got whisked off in her time storm by Fenric um, and Gods and Monsters covers the entire entire breadth of the 7th Doctor era wow. um, it's a, a beautiful piece of work by Alan and Mike Maddox Mike Maddox <laughs> Mike Maddox is a very funny man obviously Um, and uh, yes it's going to pack a lot of surprises should we have a clip oh go on then but from episode one don't give anything away where am I where is this place my keep 9th century Scandinavia from what I can see of the decor ah and your get up the warlord whose body I wear would have called this world Asgard but you may call it hell. There is no such place. We shall see. Play your games if you must. How about hide and seek? Off you pop. I belong in a bit. You know the game I like to play, don't you, Time Lord? Cheers. The game of gods. The pawns are assembled. The rooks and knights and bishops in formation. I beat you once. I'm in no mood for a rematch. You have no choice, Time Lord. Your TARDIS has just arrived in this domain. Your little friends come to your rescue. Oh, ho, 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 ho. what a game this will be. Of course. They must have found the shield. The shield? Wayland's shield? Following Wayland's shield is what dragged me into this game of yours. I should have known better. Oh, but this is perfect. Wayland's shield full of fire and magic. Wayland's shield that'll give me the power to realise my true potential. And your friends, Doctor, have delivered it right into my hands. Oh, what have I done? At last, I shall make my true form manifest and let the chains of Fenric shatter. Okay, there we are. Gods and monsters. Also, because this is September, you, sorry, we have do, do, do to. You know what? what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. You carry no, on then. No, if no, you're no, be no, like no, that. no. Come on. What? What? I've I've really enjoyed the lead up to to this trilogy because we've not been able to give stuff away. But I've been leaving subtle clues all over the place. Have you? What? Well, in the sense under that under the pillow, that under, in the kitchen. Well, with the with the first with the first release of the trilogy, 
um, in the in the CD inlay where it says you know you would also like I deliberately put in um, the stories that featured Aristides for the first time and yeah. who featured Sally Morgan for the first time See, in an attempt to clue oh, people he's in. Viral, he's he's viral. He's totally, and, I thought so. Yeah. And also, when I've been going through <laughs> and carefully, uh, I've been very very carefully editing all the articles for Vortex because obviously with with Fenric in this last story. Um, it was mentioned by Sophie in the interview, so I carefully edited round it so she could still talk about the Curse of Fenric, but there's no explanation as to exactly why. So now you know uh, why she was talking about it in the first place. And why? Vortex is our free magazine. Uh, can I talk about casting Fenric? I just want to say it's our free magazine. It's downloadable from the site at bigfinish.com, or when you order a physical CD, you get it sent to you for free as a printed magazine. It's free off the site, bigfinish.com. No strings attached, just download it. Speaking of physical CDs, there are still some people mailing in who don't realise they get the download for free when they order a CD. Yes. It's weird, isn't it? If you order a CD from bigfinish.com, that's the important aspect, you have access immediately to a download of it. Yep. Right. Hmm. Is that clear now? As you were, David. Yes, back to Fenric. Talk about casting Fenric. Yeah, Um, because that was interesting. Because it was trying to find somebody who was a good old school actor like Mm. Den Denholm Elliott, who's not around anymore, sadly. Mm. Um, And we looked upon John Standing. Oh yeah, very very renowned. Yeah, film and theatre and quite some standing in the some standing. Yes, (laughs) you saw it in there. I think, I think Sylvester was impressed, actually. Yeah. I was impressed to see that he'd been cast. Yeah. 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 He was very nice in studio as well, because I was in was. studio yeah. for that one. He was lovely. Yeah. I, I do love these sort of old school actors who are, I mean, not only they're very good, but they just have such a lovely aura about them. You had a yes, couple of those in try for... Uh, one, Nick. <laughs> I was just going to think, where can I get an aura from? <laughs> Uh, there were a couple of those old school actors in for A Thousand and One Nights as well who were just fascinating to talk to. <laughs> Why are you both hitting me? <laughs> We've both got whipping sticks. <laughs> Thanks. But no, there the were a couple, couple of old school actors in for A Thousand and One Nights, which I was in studio for, and they, they were just fascinating to talk to. Particularly. Yeah, <laughs> so David's that's what just broken when the people. ruler. No, it's broken. Yeah. What are you going to do now? <laughs> Well, you just good, don't measure up, do you? The good <laughs> news is you can still measure 34 inches. Yeah. <laughs> I think that I broke the other bit off a while back, didn't Did I? Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By doing the same thing. It's chaos here, listeners. It's chaos. Chaos! The All Burning right. Prince. The Burning Prince. That's what I was no, going to say. No, Two. no, no, what? no, no. We can't link to that. It neatly links to Project Nirvana. Does it? Oh, yes, deal it with that actually. first. Okay, Project yes, Project Nirvana. Nirvana is the Companion Chronicle uh, performed by um, Amy Pemberton and Maggie O'Neill and Sylvester as well oh right um, and it actually takes place in between black and white actually no it takes place in between protect and survive and black and white doesn't it so just yeah. explain who those two characters are they are um, Maggie O'Neill plays um, Aristides and she was introduced in a book about the forge by Mark Wright and Kevin Scott years ago mm. and then the character came back in Project Destiny one of the seventh Doctor Main Rage plays, and um, Maggie was a, a bit of a hit actually. So I, I think everybody decided it would be nice to bring her back. And quite similarly with um, Amy Pemberton, appeared in House of Blue Fire as a character called Sally. Um, again, she was she went down really well. So both of these characters got threaded into the Alan Barnes master plan, and they are the seventh Doctor's. 
companions um, and I'm not going to tell you anymore because it's all on the CDs you'll have to listen yeah so, it's uh, fascinating isn't yes it? yeah Project Nirvana is read by um, Sally and Aristides and it's one of their um, one of their missions for the seventh doctor and they're both lovely ladies particularly uh, I, Maggie I had a chat with her because she just had a baby and she not was, in the studio yeah <laughs> it was all a bit messy uh, and of course I have little boy as well so we were swapping parental stories and uh, she was hilarious but possibly unintentionally <laughs> I pulled myself up next to Sally on the threshold of the TARDIS doorway both of us holding onto the black paintwork of the police box through the clear visor of her flight suit's helmet Sally's eyes were wide with fear and excitement a young soldier preparing to embark on a mission ready for anything had I ever been that eager? It's a long way down! The view beyond the TARDIS was breathtaking, even through the driving snow that blew into the control room. The valley stretched out before us, vast walls of rock erupting from the ground into a jagged range of mountains that zigzagged away into the distance. The Carpathian Pass. And the TARDIS was hanging in mid-air, several thousand feet above the valley floor. But when you've led the life I had, that didn't seem all that crazy. Why can't we materialise on board? I was about to reply when a voice broke through my earpiece. Because your target possesses certain security countermeasures that could affect even the TARDIS. Materialising on board would be too dangerous. Yeah, I get that, but Morgan, don't argue. Yes, Captain. Concentrate, both of you. We have a job to do. Lysandra, can you identify the course of your target? Stand by. I lowered my gaze to the valley floor. The simple eye movement activated my helmet's data portal. The heads-up display projected across the visor. A blue square highlighted the centre of the display as I magnified the area below, focusing on the snow-covered terrain. Got it! So, right, can we now mention the Burning Prince? Well, Burning if, Prince. If you like, yeah. Amy, I noticed, spent a fair bit of time in the studio playing <laughs> Hanging with Friends. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, what's that? It's a little hangman app. Oh, yeah. I might challenge you to it. like two old people there just went, uh, yeah. mm. oh, on an oh, I wish you'd start so. talking about the Burning Prince. Come on, we've got... <laughs> it being Time's September, we on. released two main range releases in September. Yes, the Burning Prince. Mm. One of my favourites from this year. And so this is the first of a, another trilogy. It is the first of another trilogy. Um, An interesting trilogy because it doesn't just feature one Doctor. The, it's, it's a trilogy which will have... Uh, the sixth, the fifth, sixth, and seventh doctors in. Yes, but we're not saying really what the link is between the stories. Um, that will inf- unfold. But there is a link during the three releases. Yeah, they're all part of one <clears throat> big story. With um, you'll see recurring characters and actors throughout them, and recurring places and empires. Um, and John Dorney who had a hand in the whole trilogy, actually. He did. He was sort of asked to come up with the the linking thing. Well, we had a sort of idea, but he developed it into something tangible, didn't he? Yeah, and then script edited it, and um, he kicks it off with The Burning Prince, which I think is a fantastic audio rollercoaster ride. Um, Doesn't go anywhere where you expect it to and keeps you on the edge of your seat. Um, and, And Ken Bentley's done a lovely job with it as well, directing it. Plus, I hear he's done something quite specific with the music as well. Yeah, actually. I mean, they, they, we kind of came up with the idea that um, to, to give the 
the trilogy, an overall th musical theme was that Toby Robinson would actually compose all the music, um, which would be taken up by other sound designers, or Toby would do it. Like he's, he's done the music for Burning Prince and the Acheron Pulse, and then Wilfredo has done the Shadow Heart, but using Toby's themes from the previous story. Gotcha. So it just it, it's, it, it, the idea was just creating the universe. They're very specific these stories, mm. and very different to what we normally do as well. Mm. Excellent. Um, yeah. Should we have a clip? I think let's have a clip from part one of Burning Prince. Mm, let's see. A few days should have been enough for them to see the sights taken the town. Let's just hope they remember where we arranged to meet. Here we go. Central Station, Amsterdam, January 1983. Yes, sir. Tegan! It's me, I'm... Ah, right. Unless it's had quite a radical design overhaul, I'm fairly certain this isn't a youth hostel. Probably not even Amsterdam. Some kind of spaceship? Certainly artificial gravity. Let's see what's through here, shall we? Ah. Who in Empire? Soldiers, yes, of course. What else was it going to be? I imagine this doesn't look too good. Draw bows! Laser longbows? Well, at least you're original. Stay where you are. Funnily enough, I wasn't planning on moving. Punch in the air! I'm way ahead of you. You are under arrest. Am I? Oh, what a surprise. Honestly, what was that? 30 seconds? Well, at least I've got it over with. You are going to the break. Of course I am. I'd expect nothing else. This way! Yes, yes. All right, I'm walking, I'm walking. I know the drill. There you have it. Um, dark Shadows, the last stop. The last stop? Yes. I don't, I don't know an awful lot about the last stop. I don't know why you're looking at me. Well, should we play a clip from it? Yeah, why not? Have but we got a clip? We have got a clip. Okay, yeah. we'll play. Well, first I should tell you about Patrick Bloom. He's an old law school buddy of mine. Uh, Bloom and I went way back, but we hadn't seen each other in a couple of years. He'd gotten married and divorced and married again and divorced again. And I had found myself back in Collinsport with, with all that Collinsport had to offer. Anyway, one day I got a letter from Bloom inviting me down to Boston. He'd got some tickets for a Red Sox game, he says. How'd I like to come down, maybe grab a couple of beers afterwards? So I called him at his office, Bloom and Gershowitz. Yeah. He was a partner in his own law firm, and there I was living in Nowheresville, Maine. A couple of weeks later, we're at Fenway Park, and afterwards, we put the world to rights, just like old times. Anyway, I had clients the next day, so at 11.30, we said our goodbyes, both of us a little lightheaded from the beer. You know, we'll have to do this again, and it's been too long. Then, I hailed a cab to the station and made it there just in time for the very last train. The last stop features Jerry Lacey, Lara Parker and W. Morgan Shepherd. Oh. Hey. Recently of Doctor Who on telly fame. Yes. He's done everything. He has, yeah. he has. Well, yes, he's been in every sci-fi series known to and man, hasn't he? And his, his son of, was in Doctor Who as well, funnily enough. Yeah. 
But yes, Jerry Lacey playing Tony Peterson and Lara Parker returning as Cassandra, both characters from uh, the classic Dark Shadow series, back again and caught in a rather disconcerting and troublesome train journey. Hence, oh, I've had some of those. Hence the last stop. I get it. Well, we've had our clip from the last stop. There's also coming out this month is uh, Benny Summerfield, Legion. Yeah, we haven't finished Doctor Who yet. Have we? No. The Rose Marinus. Oh, can we do Legion now since I've mentioned it? Yes. <laughs> because you're executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, Benny Summerfield, a new box set. Let's have a clip. Space. Infinite frontiers for man to explore, to inhabit, and to ultimately destroy with his carelessness. Infinite possibilities for a future so bright, you have to use a highly polarized blast shield before your retinas burn. And yet, at the same time, so dark that even the brightest star in the universe cannot hope to pierce the veil. As dark as Legion. The humankind gospel of Luke once wrote, My name is Legion, for we are many. Giving the impression that such a term, that single, simple word, equates somehow to closeness, to camaraderie. An army of like-minded people fighting for just one cause. And perhaps when Legion was named, that was the dream of those first colonists. But no longer. To be tired of Legion is to be tired of life, so the saying goes. But to arrive on Legion is to be finished with life, as from here there is no further place to fall. Here, life is rated lower than a single malt whiskey, and organs are traded for a short-term hypodermic release from the surroundings. As far out on the edge of the galaxy as it is possible for a planet to be, Legion has spawned a thousand legends, all of them based around tragedy, death, and hell. It sits there, hanging in space, the light side barely clinging to life, scattered with the remnants of an ancient civilization, while the dark side stares out solemnly at the universe, daring it to approach. No one does. And yet, here we are. They say that if you were to venture beyond the city to the dark side of Legion, you would not survive a day. The solar winds would strip the flesh from your bones in less than a minute, and the radiation would burn you to a cinder even faster. No. The inhabitants of Legion City stay protected beneath its dome, only leaving when they can guarantee safe passage. But nothing is safe on Legion, and there are no guarantees. And so, we wait, together. Some of us for death, others to be forgotten, and a handful of us for her. Professor Benny Summerfield. Well, it's a reunion of sorts, isn't it, Legion? Because uh, Benny is now on the planet Legion, is reunited with a slightly different version of Praxiatel than she's used to, mm -hmm. who has um, appeared from the Gallifrey range rather than from Bernie Summerfield. Oh, is that and, right? Yep. And has been reunited with her son. 
David is <laughs> suddenly showing a picture of me from about three years ago. That was from your wedding. Yeah. But if you like oh, zoom it up for, if you make it like full size on your iPad and hold it over your face, suddenly I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> you see, I was a lot fatter in the face then, wasn't I? Yes. It's it's uncanny how much that looked like you. I know that picture of me. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? So yeah. anyway, we're talking about so Bernie Benny's Summerfield legion, rather than pictures yeah. of me. Yeah. But thanks, David. But it's, you weirdo. Uh, yes, it's, it's three brand new Benny stories, one of which is uh, written by Miles Richardson. Oh, who in plays Brexit Yeah, mm. in his first Big Finish script. It's called Everybody Loves Irving. And he, he wrote that about himself. Yep. Make of that what you will. <laughs> I think we have the measure of the man there. <laughs> thanks, Miles. But yes, there you go. Okay, and now, yes, the Rose Mariners. Rose oh, Mariners. Sorry, 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 we should just mention that comes alongside a book as well. Oh, it does. The the Benny it's, book. It's got a very complex title, hasn't it? It's got the... You'd better say it, because I'll never get my tongue around it. No, go on, I'm curious to see how you get on. No, the Bibdis the Bubastis. The slender-fingered cats of Bubastis. Say it again. You heard me. Go on. The slender-fingered cats of Bubastis. You made that up. <laughs> No, Zana made that up. Yeah. Because she wrote it. But yes, the new. Catchy title, Zana. Well done. New new (laughs) Benny book. No one's going to forget that in a hurry, are they? Let's face it. (laughs) New Benny book ties in with the events of Legion and is out in the same month. Brilliant work. No clips from that, unfortunately. Hang on. I was just going to do the same joke. I'll do it better. Yeah, so while you're arguing over who did the joke better, the Rose Mariners. Rose Mariners. Um, finally made after 45 years or something Donald Tosh started writing it in the late 1960s did he? Um, yeah and then got another job over at ITV I think and gave up and went off and did that was he commissioned for it or what? what, what was the... I don't know how far they'd got well, he'd certainly written some of the script hmm. um, so whether they'd got through the commissioning process I don't know um, but <clears> it's, it's one of those lost stories that everybody knew about because Doctor Who magazine did a big feature about it um, and it's also uh, a story that works very well on audio because it's all nasty rose creatures with vines and thorns and lots of that. Um, and it's got a fantastic cast. We've got Fraser Hines um, and Wendy Padbury narrating and playing the Doctor. So, well, yeah, Fraser is doing his Doctor and it's, it's an invisible performance. You could have Patrick Troughton there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Wendy as Zoe and Clive Wood, who's playing the villain, Ragoza, mm. and David Warner, who's one of the heroes on Biggs. Um, God, it's been ten minutes since he's been in a big finish. It's because he's lovely. <laughs> he's, he's, he's great, is David. Um, Quite right. Yes. And uh, this is interesting on the extras, because everybody in the studio is saying, David, why haven't you been in Doctor Who? So the extras are completely out of date because, of course, now he's going to be. Exactly. So ignore yeah, I think that's why he insisted on being yeah. in Doctor Who because people kept asking him. Yes. <laughs> on the telly we're talking about, of course. Yes. He's been in our Doctor Who a lot. He's yes. another one of those actors who's done every sci-fi show known to man, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And he's in four of the Tom Bakers next year, isn't he? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Can only be a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You can never have too much David Warner. What next, folks? Oh, probably a clip. Oh, yeah, of the Rose Mariners. Oh, it won't kill him. I don't think so. Zoe, did you get scratched by the thorns? No. Good. 
That rose was developed by the Daleks. Oh, the Daleks again! Don't worry, Zoe, they're not here. It was one of several plants which acted as guardians for them on the planet Kemble. All the plants they developed for such a purpose were carnivorous crossbreeds. You mean they eat people? No, not necessarily, but they poison them, then either feed off them or suck the juices from them. Unfortunately, when the Rosemariners collected some Rosa Toxicyra seed and grew them, they didn't realise they were breeding their own destruction. Of course, the Rosemariners. In all the hurry, I'd forgotten. Shall we have a couple of emails? You stop threatening me with with the thing that opens the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> emails. <laughs> emails. Yes. And make them good. <laughs> Paul Pfeiffer just moved to France. I, I don't know if that's his surname or. It's an interesting name. Uh, says this recent run of releases has been of staggering quality. I've I hope that's in, a good thing. I've been in awe of the Silver Turk, the Curse of Davros, the Emerald Tiger, then the utterly brilliant Countermeasures. I thought Big Finish must have peaked, but then I hear Protect and Survive. This is really a renaissance. Everyone who loves excellent drama should subscribe now. Thank we you. couldn't have written that better ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't have uh, got someone to write in about that so efficiently. Very good. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. I like that. It's good. Uh, okay, let's have another one that perhaps, you know, doesn't sound like we wrote it. <laughs> Uh, Lewis Hall says, I don't really know if this is the right place to send this. If it isn't, please could you forward it to the relevant figures? Oh. That bit. <laughs> Why did you read it out? Like I that? don't know. I didn't realise that bit was there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't reading it. It's like our very own bubble from Absolutely Fabulous. <laughs> Jane Horrocks is playing you. He says, like many others... I am eagerly awaiting many happy returns for your Brinny Summerfield charity production. Ah. I understand that all participants have given their time freely and it's no profit true. is being made overall. Absolutely. Firstly, can I just congratulate you on this venture, a marvellous idea. Second, I know that usually you cannot disclose your sales figures, but given the special circumstances of this release, would you consider it? This could allow us to see how much money has been raised and perhaps could function as a bar on the page. I believe that this would be a great thing to do and help encourage people to buy in order to reach targets. Well, we could certainly say how much money was raised, couldn't we? On the same subject, although I accept that a physical pressing is out of the question, could a high-res booklet be made available with the download so that we can make our own cases for the traditional release order bookcase of doom? Speak as a CD customer, having a download only feels icky. I'm buying whatever. He finishes off. <laughs> well, we could do that, couldn't we? Don't see What do you think, Sprague? You tend to do most of the... Booklets. I suspect that it's more to do with whether we can get anyone to rustle up some artwork, really, on, on the well, one yeah, going to say cheap, but on the free. But yeah, the, <laughs> yes, the, we'd have to find somebody who'd be willing to do it for free. Would we leave that one with us? Yeah. yeah. Well, Paul Sprague is going to take that on board. We, we might be able to. Well, you know, there's, there's pictures from it, aren't there? There'll, there'll be yeah. pictures from it. And we can, I'm sure we can get people to write some notes. That okay, bit's easy. Okay, we need to and talk to Gary and Scott. But it's a good yeah. idea. Thank yes. you for that. Thank yeah, you. What else? Um, Jason Brooks says in future would it be possible to add unreleased single CD releases to your offer whereby if you subscribe to the main range you can select a bonus CD I've just renewed my subs and caught up on my outstanding box sets to the value of £340 it's nice of him isn't it very nice but the website doesn't allow you to choose a forthcoming release as your freebie as I already own everything I'm interested in I took the option to turn down the offer, but it does seem a shame to waste my reward for being a good subscriber. I've been a regular subscriber for years, and it would be great if other loyal subscribers could choose to receive a forthcoming release rather than having to turn down the offer. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? That's mm. something. But write that down, somebody. Sprague. 
This, this, he has written it down. It's in this email. I know, but we yeah. need to write it somewhere where we'll uh, yeah, write that down. That's, that's get, something okay. we could put on the website. Isn't right, it? I'm going to write okay. that option. Just, just write that down. Right, right that, that, that's enough uh, emails from listeners for this edition. Don't forget, there's the competition or to answer. Coming. Oh, you're so irritating. CD. For Shut up. How? Subscri- what? <laughs> Do you have to read everything out that you podcast is over? (laughs) (laughs) Promises, promises. How many Patrick Troughton stories were there in which the Daleks appeared? Don't forget, you can win the first Sontaran's signed script. Oh, a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee with me, Nick Briggs, him, David Richardson, <laughs> him, Paul Sprague, and maybe them, someone else. Some mystery guests. Yeah. Are yeah. we are we paying for the coffee, or are they? This is your idea, David. Whose money is this coming out of? Nick's wallet. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Oh, as long as we've established yeah, you that. You don't have to pay for the coffee, all right? Yeah, but <laughs> no expensive food. Um, now then, right. Uh, it's time to say goodbye. There'll be another podcast along shortly after this. <laughs> just ignoring everything he says now. I would just like to say to you, Dark Eyes. When's it coming out? November. November, yeah. The Eighth Doctor and a New Companion. It is a direct sequel to To the Death. But it also contains everything you need to know to proceed with the story, even if you haven't heard To the Death. So it's a perfect jumping on point for the Eighth Doctor adventures. Paul McGann returns in Dark Eyes, also featuring the Daleks. And here is a very early teaser trailer for you. I would say that there will be another trailer coming up at the end of August, maybe the beginning of September. But this is the first you'll hear from it. And it's only 20 quid. It's it's only 20 pounds, come on! It's a a five-disc box set, yeah. If I smash the time core of the TARDIS, I imagine that'll release a big enough burst of energy just to push the TARDIS the last hundred yards! No! You mustn't! Why? Is the view from the end of everything so terrible? Hello, Doctor. He's arrived, as predicted. It's a long way through. It's a long way to bring to the sweetest girl I know. Goodbye, Piccadilly. Farewell, Lester Square. It's a long, long way to Tipperary. What are you doing to what are you trying to do? Get out of my TARDIS! Get out! Release the gas. You're so sure you're going to convince me, aren't you? But you're talking so much rubbish. Was it Susan? Hmm? Does she betray me? It's as if you really believe it. He does believe it, doesn't he? So much for love, Strax. What did love ever do for Susan? Or Lucy had left him grieving or dead. Because the universe in its infinite wisdom gives way to creatures like the Daleks. You blame the universe. Then who? What? Who's to blame? You may have that poor girl wrapped around your devious little finger, but not me. Master gas, sulfur monochloride, chlorethanol, potassium sulfide. Phosphorus trichloride could be deadly even for a Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> 
Isn't this what you're always doing? Hmm? What do you mean? Saving the girl. Then you'd better get out of my sight. And that's all for this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.